The Sharks take on the Vegas Golden Knights, and in the regular season, that usually means one thing and one thing only, a loss. We'll break down this game. We'll be concerned about James Reimer, and we'll talk about lack of shots on goal and lack of scoring right now on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Tuesday night, March 1st, 2022. The Sharks go into Vegas and lose 3-1 to to the Vegas Golden Knights, and we welcome you to this edition of Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every single game, home and away, win or painful loss after painful loss. So if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. And, of course, most of all on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord. And you can find everything at tealtownusa.com. And with that, I say good evening to you and to Ian Reed. What do we even say at this point? <laughs> right. What, what, what do we now? even say at this point? <laughs> it's... I mean, yeah, it's it it could have been worse. I think this is probably how we could really start this thing. It could have been worse. How could it have been worse? It could have been worse. How could it have been worse? How? Might have done an impression of Martin Jones. Which I mean, you lost your only healthy NHL goaltender. You put the audience to sleep. I don't know how it gets worse. Like, uh, holy Jesus. Like, I, I don't know how it gets worse. Like, it, depending on what's wrong with James Reimer, like, this could be really, really bad for the Sharks. I, yeah, and look at, and I'm not going to take any away from, from Zach Sochenko tonight. I think Zach Sochenko, he, this is a guy, like, I can't imagine how, difficult it's probably been for Zach Sochenko over the last couple of seasons because he really hasn't played a lot of hockey. Um, you know, because obviously last year he spent most of his time on the taxi squad, right? not playing, you know, um, again, when they were concerned with, you know, with, with guys going down with injury, what be it Hill or, or Reimer at times this year, he's come up and he's generally just broken not really been given an opportunity to play. Uh, so I give Zach Sochenko all the credit in the world. For one, it's it's not easy not playing as a player. And from all accounts, he's handled it like a pro. The guys in the room love him. You know, uh, and I think that it could be really easy for a guy like that after basically two years of not playing to be, you know, to get boo-boo face and not be ready to go like, and be angry. Right. But he's been, he's been a pro through this whole thing. So I, I give him a ton of credit. And I think if nothing else comes from the show, you know, I would, I would hope that people would take that away from this is that, you know, for Zach Sochenko, a guy who was basically put like the sharks don't see anything there. If they did, he'd be playing. Right. Right. If, if they didn't see, if, 
if they thought he was going to be a future guy, he would be getting minutes. He would be playing on the Barracuda and be one of the other goalies. It would be Melnichuk sitting on the taxi squad or backing up nonstop. Uh, completely, and that's not a, and that's not, a, and that's not a knock against Slachenko. That's just reality. Mm-hmm. And I think if you know, if if you ask Slachenko, he would probably agree with my sentiment there. Well, and think about it. What Reimer just played his thirteenth consecutive start. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, I said it on Twitter the other day. It's like, okay, this tells me that Bugner isn't comfortable with them. Nabby isn't confident in in Sachenko, um, and he's not the guy. I also think that it's Bob being particular about still trying to push for playoffs. Yeah, I mean, but I mean that the, looks obvious now. With that right, like, and they said this on the last game too, where they gave a stat where like when Bob Bugner had James Reimer in Florida, he started him like eighteen straight starts or something stupid like that. Right. Right. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, he's going to ride the guy like, yeah. But I mean, to me, and I'm not going to sit here and say like injuries happen. Injuries happen all the time. Guys get hurt all the time. Now, was it ideal to play Reimer when he's already kind of gone down a, once earlier this season for a few games to, you know, with something nagging him? Probably not a great idea. I don't understand why. Uh, why does Zach Sachenko not start against Seattle? Exactly. Why are you playing a, a a veteran goaltender back-to-back games? You know, come on. Yeah. I, I mean, to, to me, the wear and tear for Reimer is on Bugner. If there's something serious with oh, with, sure. R- yeah. with Reimer, and, and I'm looking, and I was looking at, at Twitter now, and they're saying no update on Reimer. We'll know more tomorrow when the doctors look at him. Um, oh, great. You know, if that's the case, then... Now are you going to rush Aiden Hill, which into my mind makes me think, are you rushing Eric Carlson back for Saturday? Because you guys still have, you believe you still have a hope for playoffs. Unless you guys magically pull know. up, I... pull seven game winning streak out of your ass. And, and these, and these teams that are above them are, are going to fall to the wayside. You got another thing coming. I think the problem here is, is that, I don't think I like the Sharks aren't stupid. I don't think they're stupid. I think they know the season's cooked. It'll be especially cooked if Reimer can't play. I can't see like if this front office thinks that they that they have a chance to get back in this. They're idiots and they're worse than I think they are. And then, you know, like at this point, I don't know how anyone defends them. Anyone us at that point, they know the season's cooked. But the problem is, I think with Bugner's, it's not so much as so much that he's trying to make the playoffs as he's just trying to make the team play. And he's trying to, you know, they talk about accountability and blah, 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 blah. Right. And obviously, but if, if the team, if the, or if the front office and the coaching staff throw the hat in on the season, then how do you, and I'm, I, I don't like all this accountability talk because I think it's only certain players that are held accountable. Yeah. Players that, you know, don't have exactly a whole lot of places they can go and things that they can do. But I think if you're trying to, using this narrative of, of holding everyone accountable, how can he hold everyone accountable if they just throw the, if the coaching staff throws the towel in on the season? Well, I think the coaching staff needs to be accountable for keeping their players, you know, 
healthy. I mean, you have seven guys on IR right now. Sure. You know, yes, I get. Yeah, this is not coaching staff's fault. It's not the coaching staff's fault on that. But uh, again, you know, playing Reimer a, a ridiculously amount of games, uh, I think. I, again, I'll say it again: wear and tear. I, I think that it's just rough and play. You know, like Burns tonight, play twenty-seven minutes again, wear and tear. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. on, honestly, it. It seems to me like they are pushing for playoffs or pushing to be in the contention still. They're just pushing to keep guys. They're just pushing because, again, it's this whole false narrative of accountability. They're they're pushing to keep guys playing, to keep guys to keep guys playing the quote unquote right way. I don't think they're pushing for playoffs. I think if they think playoffs are a possibility, again, I think they're they're smarter than that. I, I, I yeah, it just. It was rough. And Dana, you know, just Carlson said the rest of the season unless he's fully 100%. I agree. Same with Ferraro. Ferraro is supposed to be They're back. running out of defensemen. That's true. <laughs> That's the, the other problem. part, too. They're running out of defensemen that they can that they can legitimately play. Like, if they lose another defenseman without one coming into the lineup, that means that they would probably have to pull their only, like, they'd have to, they'd have to put Hataka back in, which is fine. I like Hataka. But then you have to pull, I guess, Knizev up because that's the only other guy that you have under contract that you can pull up into the NHL at this point. So does he come in as a, and start getting scratched instead of playing on the Barracuda just in case they're on the road and another guy goes down? Like, there's there's a point where if guys are healthy enough to come in, they have to come back in. Yeah. The, the, and God, this team misses Derek Carlson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's fairly obvious that Car- without Carlson now, uh, this team is in in rough spot, uh, but uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, let's get let's get into this and and like like in Cole Vegas style, they start out early to sixteen in Keegan Colasar on on a defensive breakdown. Uh, I I didn't like this play at all. Middleton pinches, Burns goes. Yeah, starfish. it was a bad pinch by Middleton. Um... It was a bad pinch by Middleton, and then yes, of course, you know the starfish, which works, you know, works a hundred percent of the time, five percent of the time. Um, like, yeah, it was it was bad. Um, not a great play by Middleton, who I think has been really good this year and has been a, a net positive for the most part. But even your best players are gonna make bad mistakes. Unfortunately, this one was a really costly one right off the hop of, to the start of the game. And then, of course, Brent Burns, starfish on the ice because what else would he do when he doesn't know what else to do? Lie on the ice and like an idiot and watch the puck go past him because what's new? I mean, we've seen that play a hundred million zillion times. And then, uh, you know, a good pass and uh, the shot beats Reimer. And um, you know, uh, I'm not really gonna fault Reimer there. I, I to, to me the the two. There, well, let's see. The the one goal that he dealt with wasn't his fault. Uh, to to make it one nothing, uh, and but you know, Reimer when he was in there, basically uh, to me, barring anything else, uh, solidified his, his status as team MVP because he kept them in this game. This game could have been ugly, especially if it were like Martin Jones in net for this one. I mean, they already got out to the to getting a goal in the first five minutes, but, you know, credit to them. But the offense, Ian, four shots on goal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, like, um, 
Vegas is a better team and they are not even, and this is not a Vegas team that's firing on all cylinders right now either. And that just shows how bad the disparity is right now between the top and the bottom of this division. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that the Golden Knights aren't the top of the division. They're to be top. Again, they're not firing on all cylinders now. Things aren't going um, the way they want them to. I think having Robin Leonard out hurt them. I think having Leonard back will probably get them back where they probably should be at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it, this, this is a Vegas team, that's not even at the height of its power and it made the sharks look like a joke. Uh, they, they made them look like they're an ECHL team and, and, and interesting, uh, make it only three, one, uh, PJ 48 is saying Reimer stopped what five or six breakaways in the first. Yeah. I mean, James Reimer MVP, like the season MVP doesn't matter how the season ends. Like he is going to be the MVP of this season. And it's not even close. Yeah. Uh, second period. So Sachenko comes in uh, with Reimer. I, I was thinking, oh, God, Bob must be freaking out. He had to put a rookie in. Um, and he's in. This was a great one from uh, Darren Stevens at Shark Stats on Twitter. Fourth Sharks goalie to have first three appearances of his NHL career to be all relief appearances. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Kipper, uh, what was it? Patzold. Uh, and um, uh, Stalock all did the same things. And Mika Kiprasov is is why Zach Sochenko is a goalie. <laughs> there you go. So there's your there's your uh, whatever degrees of Kevin Bacon. There you have it. That's it. <laughs> uh, so, but on the good side, there's one shining moment in here. You know, it is March, so we can use that term. A minute fifty three in, Noah Gregor scores a goal. Yeah, uh, really yes. nice pass. Um, really, really nice pass. Uh, nice goal. Um, you know, Noah Gregor. Noah Gregor, to his credit, um, not a whole lot of finish, but he has been in the right place a lot. And eventually that has to work out for him. And and this time it did. He had a wide open net, didn't make any mistake. And, you know, and the Sharks tied a game. And they were, and again, because of James Reimer, they're allowed to climb back into a game they probably have no business being yep. in. And uh, so it's 1-1. I, I thought they played fairly well, even though Vegas was dominating again. Uh, Milosh takes a holding call. They they stopped the only power play of the game, which is just mind-blowing. But I thought it was a fairly clean game. I thought it wasn't as bad as I thought. There were maybe like one or two iffy calls, if that. So... Um, but then Riley Smith gets the game winning goal, uh, full credit to Jonathan Marcheseau or Mucho Salto, or I can't pronounce Metropolitan. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, he, he would, would get two assists on the night to set up Riley Smith's both, both of his goals for the game winning, uh, game winner and the insurance marker in the third. But, uh. They definitely the, the Knights uh, definitely were stretching stretching the Sharks out uh, the full two hundred. Yeah, I, I mean the shark again, like the the Sharks. Whenever things have gone wrong, they've kind of gone into this dump and chase, dump and chase, dump and chase. Um, and a team like Vegas that can transition out of their defensive zone is going to just come back with, they're just going to keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back. If you can't, 
if you can't sustain any pressure in the offensive zone, which the Sharks haven't been able to do because all they're doing is dumping the puck in and then the other team's bringing it back out. And, you know, and then the Sharks have to start all over again. Chase, dump, chase. It's, it's wow. That's how this, like, as long as the Sharks continue this dump chase system, this is the results. That's what they're going to be. And they're going to be heavily outshot by good teams because good teams have players that can move the puck and they're not afraid of, you know, they're just going to go back and get it and bring it back out. Right. And, and unless you have speed to get in there and get in there straight, don't let them, you know, make you go around them. Uh, you're not going to get to the puck first. You need mm-hmm. to your speed. I know Gregor provides that speed. But he needs to get out there and get it. But he did get that one, the, the Lone Sharks goal. Riley Smith would get another one from another feed from Marcia so, uh to finish it off. I mean, other than that, like, honestly, Ian, I mean, just another Sharks game where they finish up nearly getting outshot 2-1 to one mm-hmm. and total of 17 shots, like four in the first, six in the second, seven in the third. Um, like really not, not that, not that good. No, I mean, but this team isn't good. I mean, that's, I've been saying this for how long now? This (laughs) this team is not good. We've been saying it since last season. I've been saying it since last season. You're, you're you're not wrong there, (laughs) but like there's, you know, this season, like, and, and the, the part that concerns me is that as much as I just finished saying the front office isn't stupid is that they were going to look at this season and go, Hmm, let's count all the man games to injury and let's count all the COVID oh. and then be like, mm, yeah, but you know, if, if we were healthy the whole time, then we'll be fine. Like that's my fear that would come out of this, especially oh. if primer goes down because again, they've been out of this thing for a long time. There was the mirage of being in it because Canadian teams weren't playing. But that mirage, obviously, that mirage evaporated when everyone got caught up. Yeah, in in you know, seeing some of the comments in the chat, you know, Larry Johnson, anyone think Couture is slow now? Um, I, I don't know about that, but he's. Different. I don't know. I mean, I think Couture has been fine. I think it's again, it's hard, right? When your whole system is dumping and chasing, when you don't have any sustained pressure. When you're not moving the puck around in the offensive zone, it's hard for players like that to be effective. I don't, I mean, I know everything's bad and everyone wants to just like knives out for everyone, especially, you know, oh, we're not scoring. So fuck Tomas Hurdle, fuck Logan Couture, but really fuck this team's coaching, (laughs) honestly, like that's, that's where your, your, your knives should be. Because they're not playing a system that's allows them to have sustained offensive zone pressure. Yeah. And, and you know, you see Hurdle, a UFA at the end of the season, potentially trade bait, going after a big mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. One goal, four assists in those last 13 games. But again, like, yes, okay, so you want more from your forwards, but... You need your forwards to you need a you need a system that allows your forwards to play. And right now all they're doing is dumping and chasing. If you're dumping and chasing, you're chasing the game. You're not you're not carrying the play. You're chasing the play. And if you're chasing the play, 
a guy like Tomas Hurdle, like it's it makes it more difficult for your big guns to be your big guns. And you're playing defense all the time, which was what they were talking about when bringing in Bonino and Cogliano to uh, kind of shore up that. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have, but at the same time, the offense is not generating anything. Uh, I'm curious. No. I'm curious if EK65 comes back on Saturday, what happens? Uh, what with what goes on there? Does things change? Because you know, I think they'd improve. Like I think if if you think that like. Again, I hate this Eric Carlson discourse. Eric Carlson's going to help this team. If he is back and he can play, he is going to help this team. So, like, it's obviously like they <laughs> they have a big Eric Carlson sized hole in the blue line right now, and, and you know, and I think I think Merkley, when given the opportunity, I think he's done a really good job just trying to fill those shoes, but he's not there yet. Those are big shoes for anyone to fill, let alone a rookie that if he makes the slightest mistake, he's going to ride the, you know, and no one else's. And and there's other healthy guys that can play. He's going to sit in the press box for two games to think about what he's done. <laughs> Do you think he, I think given thing, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go, go, go finish your thought. I'm sorry. I, I'm just saying like, you know, if I, I, I think given what he's had to work with, I've been impressed with them. I've been really happy with what I've seen from Merkley. Yeah, he's he's gotten burned on a couple of plays. That's going to happen, you know. Um, but I just feel like, but having Eric Carlson back in the lineup, who who's a guy who will get all the rope in the world, let's be honest. Like, Eric Carlson's not worried about getting pulled out of the lineup and riding the pine or sitting in the press box. Or Burnsy. There's no fucking way. <laughs> no. Or Burnsy, right? So, like, I'm looking forward to that because I feel like with Eric Carlson back in the lineup, maybe we can stop dumping and chasing and let, you know, let our elite defensemen, you know, do elite defenseman things and, you know, actually carry the puck out of the zone and not just, and not just to, you know, cross the center ice line and blow it past into the offending zone so we can make a line change and then go chase it. Yeah. And also we're in March. We said this early on the season with Bernsey playing 27 minutes, he's exhausted. He's got to be exhausted. Um, and you know, that's where you see some of these mental breakdowns like we saw tonight, especially on that first goal. Um, yeah. you know, two on one, you're the classic thing is always let, let the goalie take the shooter. Um, and uh, you take away the potential pass and, you know, Bernsey went for yeah. the, pa- for the shooter and left Colasaro wide open early. So, mm-hmm. so there's that. Yeah. I mean, like, again, it was like, it was a, bad pinch but like i mean again it's easy right now when they're losing as much as they are to just get the knives out and just start stabbing everybody but like i've been really happy with jake middleton i think jake middleton has provided way more than i think anybody expected of him uh this season so i'll give him a bad play i will give him a a bad pinch because you know what everybody makes dumb plays sometimes that one, you know, it sucked for him, yeah. but it wasn't like that play was the one that completely, you know, torpedoed the team. Like that pair wasn't bad. I mean, if you want to, if you want to take the knives out, like 
let's talk about Marco Dervlasic for a minute. Marco Dervlasic was awful tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this is a guy who is, this is a guy who plays for, for a guy who used to be so good, plays the most sheltered minutes that you could possibly face as a guy making as much money as he does. Yeah. And just atrocious tonight. Yeah, outside Redeem Shimmicks. Absolutely atrocious. Outside Redeem Shimmicks, 1504. Vlasic played 1749 on the night. Merkley got more ice time. Um, oh, excuse me. And Milosh had 1707, uh, which means Middleton had tw- over 23 and a half minutes and Burns played 27. Yeah, I mean, day that ends in Y, water wet. Green jacket, gold jacket, you know, it's, it's yep. those things. Uh, let's get to the comments from the locker room. Uh, Cogliano, uh, we let guys get behind us, let them get the stretch passes. That's on us. We know the game plan is to take away the rush for whatever reason. We didn't do what we needed. Yeah, th- that's a damn good right. Um, Sachenko, Rhymes is the ultimate pro away from the rink on the ice. He's been a great mentor all the leaders came up to me um i've never seen this before and uh sachenko goes on with take it day by day you want you want to do whatever you can to stay here this is where you want to be we'll see what happens and that's the other thing now we're past the all-star break we're into march there is no taxi squad so he gets sent Mm -hmm. down to the cuda too um and bob bugner of course Hill is supposed to have a full practice with us on Thursday. I wish I had a crystal ball and know whether he could go. Sachenko was in such an unfair situation tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks that... It sucks that, you know, for... For Sachenko to have to come in like that cold. Um, you know, like, again, this guy... I. I the amount of games like the he's played so few games in the last two years. Um, so to come have to come in like that super cold, no rhythm at all. Um, and look at again, he performed admirably tonight. I thought he was fine. I don't really fault him for any of the goals Mm-mm. that were that went in on him. Like they were like they were fine. And it's really hard to like. It's it's really hard to get mad at goaltending when your team's taking seventeen shots in a game. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, both goaltenders had over had a nine hundred or better save percentage tonight. Um, you know, it's tough to blame it on goaltending, which you know kind of was something we used to do, especially against Vegas. Um, but you know. Uh, I think it's disappointing we didn't take away what, what they are good at. We didn't stay above them in neutral zone. We didn't execute. Uh, Bugner comes back with no update on Reimer. We'll know about him tomorrow when the doctors look at him. Uh, Vegas is a rush team. We didn't defend hard enough. We lost battles all over the D zone tonight. There's nothing I could say positive yeah, about that. No, they were atrocious. Absolutely awful. Um, I don't think it was lack of effort. I just think there was no juice in the tank. We didn't get much chance to get it going. Yeah, because you were stuck in you know Vegas's offensive zone the most of the night. Um, all the guys looked tired tonight. No excuses. We played better a lot of games over a short amount of days. It's been a grind. We weren't heavy and hard enough. Uh, you know, sorry, but you did have two weeks off. Uh, yeah, you played five games in the last eight days, but you guys have been down that stretch 
last year where you were playing that crazy stretch too. I get that you you have a lot of games in between, but if you're t- if they're tired, maybe put your backup goaltender in for some fresh legs. Just so here here's um here I, I'm gonna because I've, I've kept talking about how Zachary Sachenko has played so few games. So in 2019-20 between the ECHL and the AHL, he played 26 games. Last year between the AHL and the ECHL, he played 12. This year, between the AHL and the NHL, he's played 13 games. Like, that is not a lot of hockey Mm-mm. over three years. No matter how many games got postponed due to the pandemic, that's that's still rough. That's not a lot of games. Like, it, it, not a lot of hockey. And for that matter, let me ask you this. It, since it's Sachenko who's doing it, what does it say to you about Alexei Melnichuk or Zachary Amon? You know, Zachary Moon sucks like that. I don't there's Zachary Moon's bad and he should feel bad. Um, Alexei Melnichuk has um, obviously had a rough year on the Barracuda. Um, but at the same time, like I think Kevin Lacey will point out to you that he's had basically tryout guys mostly because obviously look at it, if the Sharks are having all these injuries on the blue line and they have, you know, one more guy that's playing on the Barracuda right now that they can call up. Well, what does that leave for their defense core, right? Their defense core has been absolutely atrocious with guys that are on tryouts or and ECHL quality defense defenders, because that's what happens when you have to start filling holes on the way up and look at, and that's that. And that's the breaks, right? The HL team is there to be the, you know, at the behest of the NHL team. That's the way this works. Right. Um, So I'm not trying to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to completely give Alexi Milnichuk a pass here, but. I mean, he hasn't had a good year, but at the same time, I, I think it's it's unfair to just lay this at his feet. Like the the team in front of him has also been atrocious. Yeah, uh, and, and Kevin losing it. If Hill can't dress next game, I will throw up. If Bugner sells Melnichuk over Sachinko, I can't see that happening. Yeah. But yeah, I would. I mean, if that's the case, then. Then yeah, Kevin, you have full right to do that. And Kevin, it, can can you dress up as like the seventh defenseman for either the <laughs> Sharks or the Cuda? I'm just saying, let's put it out there. Uh, maybe they'll invade. Uh, maybe they'll invade the San Jose State squad. Uh, AJ saying, if Saw isn't getting looks, is it because Nabby doesn't think Saw is ready? Okay, here's 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 the cold hard reality of Zachary Sachenko's status as an NHL signed goalie. Zachary Sachenko is on an NHL track, so he could sit on the taxi squad last year. And the Sharks gave him a two year deal because they knew this was gonna suck for him because they knew he wasn't gonna play a lot, but at least he would make some de- you know he'd make some money. They they made it worth his while. So he so he was a guy that could sit on the taxi squad. Well, the guys that they thought would be something or could be something. And Alexei Melnichuk could play. They needed a guy on the taxi squad. That is why Zachary Sachenko is on an NHL deal. That's the only reason Zachary Sachenko is on an NHL deal. That's it. I mean, that may sound harsh, but that is reality. And that is why everyone's like, well, why isn't Sachenko getting starts? Well, that's why. Because they don't see him as a future NHL guy. They just saw him as a guy who could sit on the taxi squad and ride the pine behind one of the other goalies when things got tough last year, when things got, you know, 
when things got messed up with Jones, that's why it was it wasn't Sachenko that was getting the starts. It was Milnichuk. It was Kozenash, because those were the guys that the Sharks saw the future in. Sachenko is not a guy they see a future in. He's a guy that benefited from a crappy situation with the CBA needing a taxi squad goalie. That that that's Sachenko, man. And and again, so and again, I and I give Sachenko a ton of credit because. You know, obviously, look at, you know, he's he's obviously getting a decent chunk of change more than he would in the AHL. And, you know, he's been a, an absolute pro about it. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> yeah, it's just one of those things. And, and Mikey J, if you think about it, the Sharks kind of broke Reimer tonight. Let's hope it's not serious. Yeah, let's be honest here. Yeah, I yeah man. I mean, obviously, I want Reimer to be good, but I think... The Reimer is a guy who has had a history of, you know, minor bumps and bruises along the season. Mm -hmm. So playing him nonstop wasn't, wasn't the plan going into the season. I always, I think the season, the absolute plan was to pontoon between Reimer and Hill. Uh, Unfortunately, Hill kind of faltered early. So Reimer had to take more of the slack. Um, And hopefully when Hill comes back, he can, he can find uh, a rhythm. Um, Ryan Bear in the chat asking, uh, do I have a legit solution for the goaltending su- uh, situation going forward? I think that for the Sharks going forward, I like what they're doing right now. Like, I think, um, you know, sign a, a couple of guys for a couple of years and, and see if they catch on, right? Until you, unless if you, and see if you can find like, um, obviously a diamond in the rough through the draft, right? Like, we don't know, um, we don't know what a guy like Ben Gaudreau is going to turn into. Maybe, right. maybe he's the guy, right? I'm not, and I'm not saying he is, but maybe he can turn into the guy. I think it's just an issue now of finding a guy like a James Reimer who can come in, who can give you chances to win games. He's not a superstar goalie by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a serviceable guy that can get you through and can mentor your younger guys, right? Mm-hmm. And if Aiden Hill doesn't work out, yeah, you you know you gave up a little bit to get him, but. At the same time, like if Aiden Hill doesn't turn out to be what they want him to be, they can go look again. Right. I, you, you you don't have to throw good money after bad. So I think what they're doing right now is great. You know, mm-hmm. uh, keep guys couple year deals until you're ready to go. And then you got to find until you're, you know, look at when you're competitive again and then you think you need to find the guy, then go find the guy. But for now, try to build up your farm system and and, and just find serviceable guys like James Reimer who can stop gap, you know, stop gap your way uh, until you're ready to contend again. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the, the, t- they need to go move on from Martin Jones. They saw what Melnichuk and Kojanash were uh, late last season. They knew they needed to get some better options in. They thought they were going to have a tandem and it just, you know, it's, they've been injured back and forth, you know, it, it hasn't been a tandem where you win. Okay. I'm going to stay. I win. Okay. Now I'm going to stay. No, it's been mm-hmm. more so after, I mean, after the four and start, it's been more so I'm hurt. You got to play. You're hurt. I got to yeah. play, uh, which yeah. is rough because. You, yeah. You, I mean, and that's, that's unfortunate, right? And both. So, I mean, like Aiden Hill, like I'm not completely ready to throw Aiden Hill to the wolves yet, but I'm not like super, you know, I, I don't. I haven't. I wouldn't sit here right now and tap Aiden Hill as the guy going forward, but I think he has another season to kind of figure it out. And if you know, and if he improves, then sign him for a couple more years. 
Yeah. Don't sign him with a five-year fucking deal. Like, give him a couple more, and then you have an out, right? He hasn't shown that he deserves a five-year deal yet. Why? And that, too. And, and I know, and there's talk in the chat about trading Reimer at the deadline. Goalies, goalies at the deadline historically don't get you much. Uh, I mean, there might be a couple teams that might be really desperate and might pay through the nose a little bit, like maybe in Edmonton. But, I mean, it's hard, right? Because, like, you want... If you if you if we start rebuilding and we start turning over guys and start bringing in youth guys, it's nice having a James Reimer that can keep you in like that can keep you competitive in games, so you're not just getting blown out all year. That's a luxury that I don't know if the Sharks should give up. Yeah, uh, both goalies are signed through this season and next season, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Kevin. Yeah, so I mean, like I, I like what. I, I think there's there's not a lot that the Sharks are doing and that I've been a super fan of, but the the way that they've they've approached the goaltending so far, I hope that use until they find a guy that they're comfortable with being the guy going forward. But we don't have like again, we don't I don't think we have that guy in our system. Like we don't have um we don't have a like a Shishturkin just laying around waiting to be called up, right? Like we don't have that guy. Um, so the sharks have to worry about finding that guy first. Yeah. And you know, there is that talk about everybody moving around and deadlines and such, you know, how, how, how do you, how do you tell the fan base? Um, sorry, we're moving Reimer We're we can maybe move Hill later on. And what you're, you're now you're back to where you were last year with Sachenko, mm-hmm. Melnichuk and Emon as your guys in the system. Yeah, Ben Ben Goudreau's yeah, look Ben Goudreau looks has been looking great for Sarnia, but uh, you know. Yeah, he's done really good. I mean, Sarnia's a dog. Uh Sarnia's an absolute dog. The dude gets shelled um on a nightly basis, and I think he's done pretty good considering the team he's on, but you know, junior hockey and pro hockey are two very different things. So. Exactly. I mean, there's the hope, but there's nothing like he is not going to be the Connor McDavid of goaltending where it's just going to become an absolute god. Um, you know, and, and you know, and PJ in the chat saying, I don't know how you trade Reimer and sell tickets with shaking goalie goaltending next season. Anthony, Rizzo. it's tickets are going to be a tough sell regardless of what they do. Like this is the this is the one thing, right? Like I don't the Sharks have to make the best. And I've said this a 100 times and I'll say it again. The Sharks have to make the best decision, the best hockey decisions at the trade deadline. If they're if they're motivated by selling tickets first and making the right hockey decisions last, well, the, then the fans are never going to return because you're sacrificing the good and the health of the team competitive in order to sell tickets in the short term. Right. And look at Fairweather fans will go away and they'll come back when the team's good. What you don't want to do, and I don't, and look at the Sharks are a long way away from this, but what you don't want to do is do something like that that's happened in Buffalo, where not only have you completely lost your fair weathers, but you've slowly eaten away at your hardcores. Yeah, absolutely. Buffalo has been one of those big time TV markets for national games. And that's kind of slipped to mm-hmm. the wayside a little bit too, and that's the last thing you need. Yeah, a oh, big oh, it's big time slipped to the wayside. Not even a little bit. Yeah, I mean, granted, yeah, the Bills have been good the last couple of seasons, but still, that's it's sad to see for Buffalo in that in that case. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So the Sharks lose this one. They stay at 54 points. Uh, they they now trail by nine to Edmonton. Uh, Dallas is two points back of Edmonton for that final wildcard spot at 61. Uh, but they have four games in hand on the Ducks, who are also at 61 as well. Uh, so, you know, there there's that uh, of the case. Um you know, it, it's tough to say. You mentioned tickets and everything. Uh, of course, down here, uh, you we have some um, uh, COVID booster mandate venues for like uh, SAP Center and city-owned build, buildings in San Jose. Uh, that may get reduced. Of course, the mask mandate was uh, hopefully going to be uh, disappearing from Santa Clara County. Uh so there might be the incentive that you might just have to be double vaxxed uh, in city-owned buildings. But the Warriors have the same. The, the Warriors have the same restrictions, correct? Pretty much. Although San Jose's is a little stingier, uh, they would. They all their mandates have been lifted. But they've been, again. That's the success of the Warriors. That's the, the, the success that's, of Curry. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like. It, it, I don't think like I know they I know when they were talking when they had their media call or whatever, you know, they were whining about the mandates hurting them. But like, yeah, but if you iced a competitive team, then people would go. Yeah. Like the the lifting the mandates is going to do nothing for attendance. Mark my words. It, it's going to do nothing for it. I don't even live there. And I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, AJ saying Ian throwing down more truth than Remenda. <laughs> Uh, and Kevin saying, you know, maybe the Sharks could bring in more fans if they could create more fans by having a radio broadcast. Um, yeah, because, you know, I, I mean, I know you've tried to use the Sharks app and, it, and it's kind of been geo-blocked for you. So, <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, if I if I try to listen to it on my browser instead of through my phone, then it geo-blocks me because, you know, it's 2022. And why, why do we geo-block things? I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, uh, I, I completely agree. So that's pretty much it for it. Um, I mean, the, the Sharks lose this one. Vegas with the win leapfrogs Edmonton into the number three spot for the Pacific Division. Calgary, 70. LA's at 65. Vegas at 64. Uh, Edmonton, again, like I said, ha holds down the last wild card at 63. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see the stretch here because LA's in this race, Anaheim's in this race, Dallas has snuck back in with, of course, four games in hand. Uh, so those who were expecting, you know, a certain Dallas player to be reunited with uh, Joe Thornton, that's probably going to be going by the wayside now. Uh, I mean, I'm yeah, I, it's I mean, look at the the problem for the Sharks is that. Most of the teams that they're going to play now are playing for more than they are. Like they have more to play for than the Sharks do, right? Uh, yeah. In fact, Saturday. I mean, they get some rest. So there's. Mm -hmm. So Ian, let's be honest here. They get some rest. They, Much they, needed. Hopefully, they can get some healthy people back in the lineup, including uh, one James Ryan. Yeah, which means James Ryan will be starting Saturday against Nashville. No. Okay. Uh -huh. So Nashville coming off. The stadium series having Pekka Rene's banner retired. Uh, they come in the, and, uh, you know, they, they've had a lot of rookie scoring as well, but they've been very successful this season. Yeah. I mean, look at the, 
Kings have had a good run. Um, you know, they've got a lot of guys. This is a team that playing with less money. I mean, yeah. I think they're a little bit ahead of where we thought they would be. Like, I still thought this would be, you know, I really believed going into the thing, it, you know, it would be, this would be a Vegas, Edmonton, everyone else situation. And obviously it hasn't been. Calgary um, has been really, really good this year. Uh, surprised a lot of people, I think. Um, and then LA, you know, LA is a team that, is going to get better. Like they're only going up from here. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got, they've got the pieces they went through. They, they went through the pain of a rebuild. They accepted they needed to rebuild sooner <laughs> than, you know, they, they saw the writing on the wall and did it. And this is where I think you get nervous. This is, this is where it's going to annoy me. Right. Because it's, you always get here. Like anytime you talk about the sharks rebuild, he's like, Oh, but the Edmonton's and the Buffalo's and the Ottawa's, you know, but no one wants to talk about the Tampa's and, you know, a resurgent LA Kings team or, you know, like no one wants to talk about those teams or Anaheim. It's always, Oh, Oh, well, yeah, Anaheim's still on their times, not as far along. And I think the, their record now is starting to bear that out. Um, but you know, Oh, the horror, the, the Edmonton's and the Ottawa's, but you know, it's, we don't want to talk about when, when it actually works. <laughs> So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I, I let me ask you this, since you know mm-hmm. it just came up from uh, L.A. Dreams. I, I hope I'm saying your name right. Vegas has stone on LTIR. Should should cap circumvention be a thing, or could they do like something like a luxury tax or franchise player? Toothpaste like, is already out of the tube. Nothing we can do till another CBA happens. But, but toothpaste out of the tube. Like this already. This has been going on forever. Like. This isn't like everyone like points to Tampa, but Tampa wasn't even the first team to do it. Chicago was. Yeah. Right. Like the toothpaste is too far out of the tube now. Like, do I, do I look on this, you know, do I, we look at Vegas and we're like, oh, he's got a sore back. <laughs> I, I'm looking, I'm having a sore back would be pretty awful, especially as a hockey player. But it seems really like nondescript to be on the LTIR. Well, you know, his, his back is sore. Like, and so, you know, there's no, there's no disc or, you know, there's like, there's no discs herniated or anything like that. No, it's just, it's just a sore back. Right. So, you know, like, you know, the second that the cap goes away in the playoffs, you know, Mark Stone like, is going to, yeah, you know, I'm rise all... from the dead, like the fucking undertaker. Oh, I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm all of a sudden feeling better. It's just that, you know, right. And it's, it's April amazing, 30 but... came by. Mm. Yeah, right. Um, but look at, I mean, but at the same time, like the 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 price you have to pay at this point now is if you look at Vegas right now, like they're they're they're, fighting. In a, they're in a race, man. They're in a race. And they could, you know, I think they could fall out of it. I think having Robin Leonard being healthy, they should be in it. I'm not I'm not concerned about the Golden Knights. I think they're in when it when all the chips are down, but I do acknowledge they could be on the outside looking in barely when <laughs> this, you know, when, but I, but I don't, but at the same time, I don't see it. Like, I, I think they'll be fine, but we'll see. I, I, you know, I'm just, I know it can impossibly happen, but I'm just waiting for like them to have like a three-way deal. So they get flurry back and then they somehow have like a three-way deal and, and get somebody at the deadline 
Like, no, I think Leonard's their guy. Look at it. I think Leonard's their guy. If he stays healthy, it's going to be, they'll be fine. Like, it's just an issue of can he stay healthy? Yeah. And, and that's the big thing is that they they can't go with Logan Thompson and Brassois into the playoffs. It's got to be Leonard's net. I think Logan Thompson's really good. He's pretty good. I, yeah. I, I, I think he's pretty good. I think, you know, is, is, is that the guy that I would want to throw my weight behind to be a Stanley cup champion? No, but I think, I don't think having to ride Logan Thompson would be the worst thing for them. No, I, I think to me, I think he's better, uh, than, than, than Brassois. In my opinion, he's, he's played really well. So, yeah. All right. Well, in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Smash that subscribe button if you haven't already. SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. Uh, we got a super chat donation, Burge7F91. Thank you so much. Uh, the super chat. Thank you uh, for five dollars. That goes back to help us pay the uh, keep the lights on, as AJ would say on there. Um, mm-hmm. Non sharks related, but impressed with Winnipeg playing the Ukrainian and Canadian anthems before their game with Montreal. Yeah, I mean that's it's awesome, right? Um, I think the stuff going on in the Ukraine is pretty fucking terrible. Oh, um, there's no there's no way around it. Like there's no you you can't sugarcoat it. Um, it's awful. I feel terrible for those people, and I hope that you know everyone comes out of it on the you know uh, comes out on the on on the right side of things. But you know uh, the world is not a fair place, and uh, that shows that just proves it, right? Yeah. And, and in case you missed it, it was it yesterday on a Tuesday or on Monday, uh, the IIHF, you know, took the world juniors and world championships in 2023 away. Uh, the Russian team won't be playing in the, um, I guess the redo of the 2022 world juniors. That's supposed to be in Edmonton in August. Um, so you have a lot of that. Same with Belarus. Belarus isn't going on, on in there as well. So, yeah, I mean, um, Look at uh, actions have consequences, and when you invade sovereign countries, there should be consequences. And, and some people will be like, "Oh, well, they should just leave the politics out of sports." When has politics and sports never gone hand in hand? Like they, I hate that. Like that's the worst. It's the most stupid thing that the most brain dead thing people can ever say is, "Oh, you got to leave the politics." They've they've always been there. What's the one thing? And if you think there's, and if you think they're not, like if there's no politics in sport, then no one gives a shit about the miracle on ice. No. Good night. All right. The good night, everyone. <laughs> uh, so he's at Ian Blogs Hockey. I'm at Puckeye14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Ian, any final thoughts? I, I dropped the mic, damn it. I dropped the fucking mic. No, I'm um, good night. When the Sharks do bad, it's bad. <laughs> Until Saturday night where the Sharks play at 5 p.m. Uh, it's hockey. Hockey is for everyone night. Uh, 5 p.m. Saturday for Sharks and Preds will be on after that. And until then, thanks for watching. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you Saturday night following Sharks and Preds.